Welcome everybody to Value Investor Podcast. My name is Beko and my co-host Hari coming to you live you? September 22nd, 7.25 a.m. Eastern. Today we're going to talk about a couple different topics, one of which is Federal Reserve and the interest rate kind of macro environment and what's happening with Bank of Japan. That's one thing. Another thing we want to talk about is the company Darden Restaurant. This is a parent company of Olive Garden, um, Longhorn Steakhouse, and some other brand names, um, Capital Grill. You know, people that live in the United States probably know know these brands. So we're going to talk about this company. They reported their earnings this morning. So we'll talk about that uh, in the context of the inflation and what's happening to the restaurant business. I mean, this is a huge business, $16 billion market cap. So they have a pretty, pretty good um, understanding of, of, of what, what's, what's happening uh, with consumer. Uh, all right. So let's get started. Uh, so yesterday, the interest rate, uh, the Federal Reserve interest rate uh, rise was announced. Uh, what's your take, Ari? Well, I mean, I think we're we're still seeing interest uh, or uh, inflation at eight plus percentage uh, points, which creates a level of, you know, it's obviously problematic because inflation has not adjusted, you know, downwards, even with two interest rates rise. So now a third one coming through, you know, that's that's a total of 2.25, you know, basis points, you know, or 2.25% change that they've added to this. So um, I think it's it's kind of, you know, the Fed is hasn't taken this seriously, right? I mean, the initial reaction was, um, you know, this is this is not going to lead to inflation. This is not going to be this is going to be mild. Um, we, we're not actually in a recession was, you know, kind of the talking points. Um, and I think they're finally realizing, like, we screwed this up, you know, and we're, we're, we're having to keep raising interest rates. And I think what they could have done was just raised them all at once at a much larger pace. And that could have kind of shocked the system and kind of lowered, you know, this, this damage. But the thing about Japan is, is very interesting because, like we talked about last week, the the currency is is really a problem for uh, the the strong U.S. dollar is a problem for everyone because when they want to import goods or export goods, they have to use you know they're spending uh, dollars to do that, and because the dollar is so much stronger, they're just not able to purchase as much stuff out of the out of the U.S. and so it's hurting them. So in the first time in twenty four years. Um, Japan intervened by buying its own currency, you know, to basically reduce the supply, which would increase the, you know, the price um, uh, to try and, you know, but, but because they want to keep their ultra low interest rates because Japan has a, a, has a different problem. They've had deflation in, the, in Japan for a long time. That's right. Let me, let me show a couple of charts. Here, okay. Let's start with um, let's start with Federal Reserve. All right. So, okay. So, Japanese yen to USD chart. So this is sort of the inverse. You'll see the Japanese yen dropping, dropping against the USD. I mean, this is this is getting to a point where it's really. I mean, the value of yen compared to USD has been 
pretty much halved. And this is not just uh, this is not just Japanese problem. This is a problem ac across the world right now because dollar is getting so much stronger. Right as the interest rate goes up here, the the capital flocks to the U.S. because it's you know so much easier easy to get that that yield. Um, and so there is capital outflow from all these different countries, including Japan. So this is this is a this is a problem for every country basically outside of the U.S., including Euro, Japan, Korea, etc. So that's that. So this is, by the way, this is the Federal Reserve uh, FOMC statement. And one of the things that it talks about is the the interest rate. Obviously, that's one of them, but also the reducing the size of Federal Reserve balance sheet. That's another thing that we have to think about, which is, which is this, the, the, the balance sheet trends. So the total asset, you get, if you guys remember going back to this, like for example, Darden, uh, Darden restaurant is what we're going to talk about in a couple of, uh, in, in, a, in a few minutes here, but you know, you'll see the you know, income statement, balance sheet, cash flow. same thing applies for government as well, include, you know, federal reserve, it's, it's a bank. So they have balance sheet, right? So. The balance sheet peaked because we we're racking up debt and then um, it's starting to unwind here. Um, so this is this is another thing that's happening and, uh, and people are paying attention to that as well. So all in all, you know, th things are um, I don't know, this we're, we're, we're talking about sort of the you know, same topic, you know, maybe. Every every couple of weeks when we do this live streams, we're talking about you know the economy getting worse and worse. But it seems like it's really it's really going to take a nosedive here in a couple of a couple of months. Yeah, and I, I think the the real you know thing that you we're seeing here, and the reason we keep talking about this topic is value investing is always about an individual company and how it responds to you know these shocks or these changes or what have you. But as an investor, it helps to understand that these things are coming so that you can also parse out um, what your next step is going to be, right? And I think, like, is now a good time to buy stocks? Um, the, the real question is, you know, are you finding a bargain in the market, right? Like, whenever you evaluate a company, are you finding something that's actually cheap? And when you change the interest rate, that actually changes the value of this, the stock that you're purchasing, right? And so that's kind of important to understand that because as the interest rates rise, the value of a stock actually decreases. Um, and there's, there's a lot of different reasons about that. I mean, I, we may actually go into a, a specific, like, you know, spend an entire video just talking about that um, because I think it's really important. So, but, but it, the reality is that when all of these macroeconomic changes are actually affecting the value of your portfolio, right? As you're seeing, um, you know, stocks have cratered in the last, you know, several, uh, you know, six to nine months. Um, and it's only going to get worse, I think, because I don't think we're done with inflation, right? I think interest rates are going to continue to have to go up in order for all of this to continue to work. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of philosophical kind of angle to all of this too, um, which we'd love to get to at some point, but yeah, so things are are not looking good. <laughs> Surprise, everybody. Um, it, it's, it's just going to get worse, I feel like, before it gets better. All right. Let's move on to the next topic, which is uh, Darden Restaurant.
they just announced their earnings today. Can you give us a quick rundown of that, Hari? Yeah, so it's the it's interesting in the in light of the last topic, what Darden has done. Um, they're actually their sales um, were were uh, up by six percent year over year, revenue of two point four five billion, which is just a little bit short of the revenue target um, that they had set, and their gap uh, earnings were a dollar fifty six, which was what what um, analysts were kind of expecting. But what's interesting about this is their 2023 outlook is they're assuming inflation into their outlook. So they're saying that if inflation is continuing at about 6% uh, for the remainder of the year, um, and essentially that um, their same sales, same restaurant sales growth would be 4 to 6%. So in, in essence, they're essentially saying that we're going to match inflation, I assume either by raising the price or, um, but but essentially calling for flat relative to inflation growth um, for the entire year. So when we talked about Darden as, uh, as a company in our podcast, we actually saw how during the pod- pandemic, they just exploded because everybody was eating from home. And you saw like a huge revenue boost from, you know, this was a company that had somewhat like flat, um, you know, sales for several years, you know, slow growth. And then they saw a big spike, uh, which also led to a big, um, you know, EPS growth. So in 2022, they've, you know, fiscal year, which ended last year, um, you know, they're, they're, they almost went up $2 billion revenue wise um, after like be, being basically shut down in the, the middle of 2020. So I, I think there's going to be some interesting things here, but what you're seeing from Darden is really, you know, how are they going to buffer against inflation? And I, I mean, if you've been to a restaurant, um, I think you'll probably notice that almost every one of them have increased their prices, you know, you know, five to 10% at least, you know, to for, you know, labor, for, food prices, everything has gone up. And so how are they going to cope with this? And it, we're seeing a 5%, 6% growth in revenue, but it actually means it's flat because of inflation, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. The um, so 6%, I mean, this is in line with the, the CPI report, right? I believe. Yeah. Yeah. This is in line with the CPI report we got last week. I, I believe it was last week um, with the interest. I guess in the U.S., the uh, inflation is running at like 8% compared to last year. And then a core part of that, if you look at, if you double click into that, I think a big part of that was food, energy. Let's look it up. Yeah. And en- energy prices has gone up now even more than um gas gas is kind of flat right now but what is ending up happening is food has gone up so much because of uh, other categories being um you know energy is a big input to food and then we're seeing shortages in uh in those areas and and there's also a lot of you know because it costs money to trans transport food that's right yeah, if you look at this, the all major categories, 8.3%, energy, 
man, 23.8%. If you look at food, I guess food, I mean, what is a restaurant business? It's food and services, labor. Yeah. So look at food, food at home, food away from home, 8%, 13.5% grocery stores. Yeah, food away from home. I mean, I imagine, I imagine this is going to, you know, they'll raise prices, but, you know, ultimately, is this going to drive down revenue because people don't want to eat out? Another thing that, um, what is a grocery, I saw on Wall Street Journal article a couple, a couple of weeks ago, some of the, some of the grocery chains, their marketing message now is eating out, it is expensive, come shop with us and cook at home. That's been, that's yeah. been the message from some of the some of the retailers so grocery retailers which i find interesting but if you look at this though food at home went up 13.5 percent food away from home eight percent so maybe it evens out i'm not sure well i think you know people obviously food away from home is more expensive um so i think you're going to see some demand increase for food at home right at the grocery store and you know, food away from home, you know, restaurants and things like that are going to be too expensive for a lot of people. I mean, I'd love to hear from people in the comments, like, you know, how have your, how in the last six months has your behavior changed, you know, relative to, you know, spending, right? Like my house, we're not, we're not going out to eat nearly as much because, you know, the price of everything has gone up and, you know, a meal for a family of four, uh, you know, used to be around 40, you know, dollars, depending on where you're going now, it's like 60, right? So, you know, and, and these are restaurants I've been to for like 10 years. So, you know, I, I'd love to hear how people are impacted by this, how they're changing their behavior, because it's always good, you know, information to, to see where people are spending, right? Definitely. Cool. All right. So anything else that we'd like to talk about here? Yeah, I think um, the only the only thing I'd like to you know just say about this is every company is going to be kind of affected differently, right? Like Darden in uh, you know restaurants are kind of a luxury item, and you know for a lot of people, right? It's not a so the the impact on inflation and they seem to be weathering it very well. Um, I believe is is much higher for a company that's a restaurant, whereas you know, a staple good like uh, what Walmart sells, like the grocery stores, Kroger, things like that, it would be, you know, it, it's a potentially interesting place to go look at as an investment, right? Um, because people are going to shift their behavior back towards grocery stores. Um, you know, is there a potential purchase, you know, to be made there? Um, you know, um, so it, it, it's really important, I think, to, to start evaluating, you know, your thesis and then applying it to, uh, you know, by, by researching stocks to see how it'll impact it. So, yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the big mistakes that I made investor is sort of ignoring the macro stuff uh, early uh, when I was starting out. I think that's, that's, I, mean, I think in theory that's right, but we live in a macro world and a lot of the, especially in the current state of affairs with interest rate dictating a lot of things, I think it's important to pay attention to it. Um, and inflation and all these other things. All right. Um, that is it for us. It's a short episode. I hope you guys, guys uh, found it valuable. Um, if you'd like to follow us, uh, follow us on Twitter, 
subscribe to our YouTube channel. Helps helps us a lot. And if you guys want to um, have access to our checklist, Value Investor Checklist, um, check out our website, valueinvestor.org. You'll be able to get it there. Or email us, info at valueinvestor.org. All right. Anything else, Ari? No, I think, um, you know, we'd love for you to, you know, uh, interact with us and get onto our communication, you know, with us or communicate with us. So please, uh, you know, please like, comment and subscribe on all of our uh, our media channels, uh, YouTube and, and the podcast as well. Um, and that'll really help us, you know, grow this podcast. So thanks. Cool. Bye, guys.